0: Hi, I'm Sonia Jean Killebrew, and this is Black America and COVID, an oral history project. I started this project during Black History Month of 2022 because I wanted to provide a platform for Black Americans to share their stories about living, working, and or going to school during the COVID-19 pandemic. I also wanted to provide a space for people to memorialize someone who is a Black American who sadly lost their life during the COVID nineteen pandemic. So, without further ado, I am excited to speak with my guest today.
1: My name is it's Jemani Perry, and um, and actually, my birth name is. Um, John William Leighton Perry the the third. Oh,
0: you're the
1: third! Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, th- yeah, John William uh, John William Layton Perry the third. That's but my my I, I adopted an, a my, Jumaane, uh, in the early nineties. Uh, that's a whole story, but so, mm. and I've embraced that since since like the early nineties. Thank you. And are you from New York or what part of New York? Brooklyn, New York, in the house. Yes, <laughs> East Flatbush, Jamaican, West Indian roots, man. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna mom, ask
0: you. Your
1: mom. My mom. My mom is from Jamaica. My mom is from Jamaica. My dad's people are from Jamaica. My dad was born in New York, and then my mom, my dad's, my dad. um, you know, at the age of like six, went back to Jamaica, he and his sister, and, and then they grew up in Jamaica and went to school in Jamaica, and then he came, came back when he was like 15 or something. So from the age of six till like 16, he was 10 years. He was in Jamaica, his, his mom, and sent him and his sister. But um, so, you know, I am I guess you could say I'm the second generation, second generation of, second generation of uh, Jamaicans here in, in, you know, yeah immigrants. And how do you identify as Black or American or Jamaican-American, Caribbean-American? I, 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 yeah, I identify as Black Caribbean, Black Caribbean-American. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because, you know, the, the Jamaican roots are deep. <laughs> are deep, you know. And um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to have, to acknowledge your, your roots and, you know, where you, where you, where, what's a part of your legacy
0: yes yes mm-hmm. and now i'd love to hear your experience living or working during the pandemic and if you could start some people like to start at the end of 2019 or at the beginning of 2020 so what your life was like before the pandemic and then about the transition as the virus as coronavirus was spreading and how your life changed if it did or if it didn't
1: yeah yeah no, for sure for sure well um I'm a filmmaker, um, producer, um, photographer, uh, writer, artist. And um so going into 2019, my creative partner, Cynthia Berkshire and I were in the we were in the process of um, we we were very fortunate. We were we had um created this music doc series and um we had you know just we, we were filming it um you know we got an executive producer on board and we were f- filming the, the the sizzle reel for the series um like so September September October November um so so we were very fortunate you know we were in production on this sizzle reel and um and then um and then December came, you know, so we were, we were, you know, we were, and then, so that was wonderful. We got it filmed. January came, you know, like any January, you're kind of figuring out where, what's going to happen with what you're doing for the year. You know, we were planning on starting editing and, or something like that, you know, to so that nature. Um, I was living actually in Long Island, a um, half an hour away. I was taking the Long Island Railroad um, into the city every day i, I was sharing a um, i was you know i was I had a, yeah I was sharing a house but I was rent renting a room in the house of um it had been there for the last two and a half years um which was cool it was in Belle Rose long Island and the person was, you know she had she, she had been living at the house alone and then rent you know um, was a roommate, to the, you know, in terms of renting a room and in, in her house, and um, so it, it was, it, yeah. So, so actually, she was away, because she had went away for the the winter, and um, she went away for the winter, and was coming back in like. So she had went, she had left in December, her and her boyfriend, and they were coming back in. I don't know when was it coming back i think at the end of february or or or, 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 or what is it or mid-february anyway anyway um so when the pandemic started um you know it was kind of crazy it was like what's going on what you know because i would be going to the city every day on the long island railroad and then i and, and 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 oh i'm trying to remember now okay and at the time I was looking for a new place to live because I had told um June I told her, I told her that I was going to be fi- finding a new place to live. Yeah, and I was, my plan was to find a new place to live to move into the city. And um and so um I was as the, you know I was looking and then I was like, wait a second, what's going on here? You know, they kept talking about shutting down the city. <laughs> it was like by now she came back. Um And I was like, it was a little, it was very disorienting, you know, like everything was like shutting down, you know, like, okay, nothing's happening here, you know, and like, what, what's going on, what's going on here, you know, like, you you know, you hear stories about people getting sick. I was talking to my creative partner, Cynthia, we were like, what the fuck, what's going on here? You know, like, it was, it was like a movie, it was very surreal. And um, I mean, you're taking me back, because I haven't really thought about this, and, it was very surreal. Anyway, my housemate, my June, or my, you know, my person who I was living with, June in her house, uh, came back, and then, and then she was, like, freaking out, because she, she was like, um, well, she, she had wanted me to move out, and I said I would, by the end of February, but by end, I still hadn't found a place yet, it was, you know, because I didn't know what the hell was going on with this COVID thing. so so it, it it i i it was a, it turned into a crazy situation but um in the sense of crazy it was actually a good situation No, very good because she basically not to get into too much detail but then i had to find a place to live and she was she wanted me to move you know like not come back because she didn't she didn't want she didn't want she didn't want to take a chance of getting infected and all this other stuff and so she had asked me if, if you could, you know, move out immediately. And I said, I say, well, where am I anyway? I wound up talking with my creative partner who lives in the city and realizing that she, okay, she's like losing it. And but it it all worked out great because you know, you were gonna have to shelter in place. And um it turned out wonderfully. My my creator partner said you could you could stay here during, you know, and that so I went and got my stuff some some of my stuff you know, enough of my stuff to bring it to her place and then I think that I felt I would need for the next month or two, you know, not knowing it's going to be longer, but anyway, and then came to my and stayed at my creative partner's house who who lived on East 26th Street and 2nd Avenue and I left the rest of my stuff at, at, you know, there and um, and then wound up um, staying at my theater partner's house um, for the duration of the lockdown,
0: Wow, yeah, I remember you're right. It was just like a movie. We didn't know how people were getting the virus, how deadly it was, but we knew people were dying. so i I can imagine the panic of your roommate in Long Island not wanting to potentially catch this virus
1: right. right. yeah, she was she was like freaking out, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it worked out for the better because I would not have wanted to have been out there in Long Island for the duration of the lockdown. It would have been, it would, have, it would, not, it would not have been very good. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, there's that saying, you know, God, you know, divine spirit is looking out for you and guiding you. You know, I was really guided.
0: And I'm curious, were you ordering your groceries or were you going out? Is the supermarket to shop. Well, when I
1: came, well, so here I was back, and I was in the city. You know, at, you know, I should mention that Cynthia and I, you know, yeah, we had, we had, I was, we would, so, you know, we're both living at her her one bedroom apartment. So I was in the living room; she was in her bedroom. You know, and so, um, we would go out. We would, we went out, did order, um, went to Trader Joe, went to Whole Foods. It was kind of you know, crazy, you know, walking around, of course, the streets with masks and stuff like that, you know, like, I mean, and then, you yeah, know, we were in the city and there was, and then there was no people, you know, you know, in, on the streets and deserted, you know, it was, it was like a, it was like a movie, you know, like, where, you know, was, you know, in the beginning, you you know, and so, yeah, we would, we, we, we went out Every every usually try not every day. We, I I had to go out every day because we she lives near the water. She's like maybe two blocks away from the East River, so we we would try to get out and go to the river. You know, every day and just exercise and walk along the river. You know, after being in the house all day. <laughs> yeah. You
0: know, you mentioned you're a photographer. Were you taking photographs of New York doing? I did,
1: I did. I did. I did take. I did. I did take photographs I went around and yeah yeah it was you know at the beginning it was like I got to document this this is like you know as much as I can I mean my this whole series project that I'm working on is about New York for the last people about New York for the last 30 years so there's of course I mean I was like I of course I, I have to document you know what was what I see and whatever I, what I experience. you know so that that was surreal that was totally surreal yeah it was i'm I'm so glad that i did because you know there's a part of there's a part that could say oh my god you gotta be careful you gotta be careful i mean i was going i was going on subways uh, i was going everywhere you know i mean i mean i did go to many different places and to try to document and photograph um as much as i you know like as much as i can and not not be afraid
0: so you were taking the subway. That's amazing. I yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah There's no, there's no, there was nobody on, on the. Sometimes there was like one person on the subway.
0: Because I remember um, they would, because I wasn't leaving Queens, This is the longest I'd ever been in Queens as a New Yorker. Because you know we all commute to Manhattan pretty much every day, and so I, i been in Queens from March until. I feel like at least through the end of the year and so I would just see on the news the the workers the MTA workers cleaning the subway so did you witness them also cleaning a lot
1: yeah yeah sure sure yeah Yeah, sure
0: and were you wearing a mask at that
1: oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh no I I wore my mask of course I mean you know at that time we, we you know you 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 had even wore your mask outside you know not you know like outside inside wherever you know 24 7 anytime you walked out the door you had your mask i had my mask on
0: and i know um some people were also wearing gloves when they were going grocery shopping were you wearing gloves
1: um no i didn't go that far i would i mean we i had we cynthia and i both had a spray you know we made sure to have we had you know the you know, we spray for our hands and stuff like that. And, then, you know, and we, when we brought our groceries back, we didn't we you know, we just, we wiped the alcohol. We had, we wiped down the groceries and, um, yeah, and then that memory—I remember—I I forget what time, but there was a time I think it was five o'clock when everybody would knock pans outside. Did you guys do that in Queens? Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: What was it like in Manhattan? I think it started in Manhattan.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was it was wonderful. You know, like you, I, I think it was five o'clock. Five o'clock. Everybody goes to the window and because oh, that was when the, supposedly the, the shift time that people who worked at the hospitals was changing shifts, so that was the impetus in that you you were you know they were leaving to go to the subway or going home or and actually in the neighborhood where I was with Cynthia you know Bellevue Hospital was just down the block so uh so that was very apropos in the sense of like you know it was it was it was a very wonderful sense of community you know people opening their windows, you' seeing people. You know you're waving at people, you know, like you know you're, you're you're laughing and you know, and it was amazing. It was really you really got a sense of community and in the in that in that that time period of which was the unknown. You know of what was happening you know like you know we had we, you know you see the news report but you have no idea you know like just, it's just you know especially in the early days you know
0: so, also, i'm curious since you're near bellevue did you see refrigerated trucks
1: How um i'm trying to remember did i see the refrigerated trucks Where we I, i'm trying to remember uh I I, I might have, yeah, yeah. I think I might have seen a few few of them, yes, yes, I think I did, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, yeah, yeah, very, you know, it's a very, in a way, it's slightly disorienting and, you know, and sad, and, and, um, you know, the people who are dying, you know, um, all, you know, in this process, you know, the unknown and, Everything was so unknown when you think about it, you know, and, and all you could do is just think positive and, take, you know, be careful, you know, just be very careful and um, take your, We, you know, we were both very much into vitamins and taking vitamins and health, you know, so we were both taking vitamins, vitamin D and, you know, and other vitamins, you know, we both had a very good, healthy regimen of, you know, self-care.
0: Oh, that's so important. So I'm curious, and I don't know if you want to disclose or or not about the vaccine, but I ended up getting the vaccine because I was well. I'm a professor, and we had to go back in person, and so for in you know, order for us to work in person, we had to get the vaccine. So I don't know if you want to share. If you oh did. yeah,
1: sure. No, I have no problem sharing that. Sure, sure. No, I I did the I believe yes the um, Johnson vaccine and. Um, And then um, earlier this year, I did the booster, I think it was in May, and and then I'd like to go get the next booster, you know, hopefully, like, this week.
0: Oh, so you don't, um, did you have any adverse reactions to it? I did
1: not. No? Oh. I was very fortunate. Yeah, no, no, I mean, compared to, yeah, no, I didn't have any, no problem.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: Yeah. Oh. You, yourself?
0: No, I, I didn't have any adverse reactions either. But when I took the vaccine, I was drinking a lot of um, juices, like waffle right. juices. Because right. right. I was just paranoid. I was... Right. <laughs> I yeah,
1: yeah. Know. Yeah, no, that, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which one did you get?
0: I did the, oh my goodness, uh, the one that was two parts. How am I forgetting?
1: The Pfizer or the Moderna?
0: Pfizer. Yeah okay thank you wow it's so because the last time i got a booster back in october it feels so long ago
1: okay yeah yeah you said you're You're
0: gonna get another booster
1: i want yeah you know the second one did you get a second booster
0: i did yeah 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 i need
1: to yeah i want to do that i want to do that yeah it
0: feels so long ago yeah
1: yeah i can understand that sure sure sure
0: um and also during the time, my so at the time when I was living with my mom, we I helped her set up Zoom because before oh. that she's a retired teacher, she was not using Zoom, and uh, we had some some birthday parties on Zoom. So I was wondering, did you attend any events on Zoom?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I I had a birthday party on Zoom, which was really nice, and invited friends, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And, You know, a bunch of people came and. And um, what? Yeah, that was that was that was in May. My birthday is May eleventh. So that yeah. right now we were like a few months into it. But, so that was kind of wild. And, um, and um, yeah, yeah. And it's it's amazing how this, you know everything has gone on Zoom now, and you know, it's it's it's. Um, you know, it, can, it makes it easier to be in community with people from all different parts of the world, which is a whole new way of being. But it, it does add a new dimension to people coming together, you know, which I think is, a, you know, it just it's wonderful.
0: It is, you know, and I was thank you for sharing your website with me I as I was reading about your all of your exhibitions, uh, Asphalt Spirits NYC. And you're doing a a part two, 1999 to 2022. So will there be a lot of pictures of New York during the pandemic in it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about a lot, but there will be, that will be part of the show. That will be part of the show. That will, that will be encompassed in it. Yes. Yes. That will be, that's, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. That will be, I'm very glad you mentioned. Yes. Yes. That will, that will be a part of the show. Yes. Yes, that will be a part of it. Yes, and the um, things that happened during the Black Lives Matter movement, that happened during the, you know, I mean, the, you know, the pandemic as well. Um, what happened during that time? You know, it, it was a oh. very, it was, a, it was, it was, an amazing time.
0: Did you photograph some of the the black lives black? Oh
1: yeah, yeah, Matter yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you did. Oh yeah, sure, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. No, that was, that was amazing. That was amazing. Yeah. At, at first it was like, oh my God, should I go out with all these people? And then you, I said, put on your mask. It's gotta be there. I have to be there. I have to be there. So, you know, I went did to you, a number, a number of demonstrations.
0: Did you wear a press badge? Or did no, they no. I just, you I or... just, put a, I
1: just wore my mask and yeah. just, uh, no, you know, just, yeah. Just, yeah wow that's
0: amazing yeah yeah
1: I yeah. think it's so brave well my photographs are about people I mean if you, as you saw my work whether it's yeah. Black Lives Matter whether it's a protest just everyday life as you saw in my work that I've been photographing from 1976 you know I'm very much about being in people's face so i don't have a problem being in people's faces you know like going right up into their face and photographing them you know i mean like you know it's taken a while to get to that place of just being able to you know do that you know but but you know my my work is about you know seeing people the fullness of who each each human being is and, and in an intimate way and 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 how do we begin to, you know, see each other, you know, beyond the biases that, you know, can creep into our thought process and, you know, brain, and see each other as, you know, as really fellow human beings.
0: Wow. Your work, I hope this is okay to say, it reminds Absolutely. me of um, Gordon Parks. Mm-hmm. In my MFA program, we, I took a poetry class and the professor instructed us to, to research Gordon Parks photography. And yours reminds me of that, like these these images about people's lives. So I hope that's okay.
1: Oh, that's a compliment. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> that's a compliment. Yes and and i had met gordon parks and and gordon parks actually saw my work <laughs> you know like and when i was like a very when i was in college um he um uh, a professor of mine knew him and very well and uh, she and gordon were good friends and he uh, she had oh my god what a beautiful they he she brought she Brought me to his house and um, and and we spent a, we spent an afternoon with him and showing him my work and him talking to me about my work and giving me you know advice and and encouragement.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And then another thing, the part two is that I I I worked um, for two summers at Time and Life, um, Time Magazine, Time and Life Building. And so I, I was working as a mail clerk. I was, you know, my, I was still in college and um, during the summer. And so I, during my time, I would go upstairs to the photographer, the Life magazine, where the photographers were. And I, I would run into Gordon Parks uh, every now and then and other Life magazine photographers and connect with them and show them my work and talk to them about photography. And, and it was, it was very inspiring.
0: Oh, Wow. Wow. I love that. Because you, your work reminds me of his.
1: That's wow. wonderful. That's that's beautiful. Thank you for the compliment.
0: Absolutely. And you're continuing the, the photo, photographing New Yorkers and
1: Yeah. Oh. That's a good point, right? Yeah, continuing the legacy he he um he brought into existence in that way.
0: Yeah. Oh wow. I'm so excited for your exhibition. Thank you. Thank to... you.
1: I'm excited too. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm you know, we'll we'll, we'll I'm supposed sort of both I'm I'm in on the verge right now of having some meetings with different museums to show them the work. So so it's in the process now of being seen. So I'm really grateful.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Oh, and I like to ask people if 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 they sadly lost anyone, would they like to memorialize that person? Sure,
1: sure, sure. Um I'm very fortunate I, I did not lose anyone to COVID during that time that I could say, oh, no, no, I mean, I didn't lose anyone to COVID, you know, but, you know, during, yeah, you know, I mean, during that time, you know, as I mentioned, Greg Tate passed away from diabetes, and that was in uh, December of 2021, but that was a pretty big blow, but but he didn't die of COVID. But but in terms of COVID, um was very fortunate that did not lose anyone.
0: Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah, it is sad you shared with me his work and I will definitely research him. Greg yeah. Tate, Flyboy1. Yep. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah, of course. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you'd like to share?
1: Um, I think that this time, that time was a really amazing time for people to really reset and go in and to really get clear on what's important to us as human beings. You know, like when you're seeing people dying, and you are seeing, you know, we're in a pandemic that happens, happened the last time it happened it was a hundred years before. Um, and you see people dying, you know, it's it's an uncontrollable situation, and it's, it's, you know, it's life, it is life, you know, death is a part of life, and so, um. It brought it really close so that we all had an opportunity to see and get close to people that um, and really get oriented to, to see maybe what is really important in life. And um, I think the pandemic, even though it was, you know, it was very challenging, it was very cathartic and um, transformative um, for me um, to... To get to get even more clear about the importance and the preciousness of life and how we as human beings have to come together in order to make things better for, you know, beyond the polarization, beyond the, you know, challenges of racism and sexism and Homophobic and um, you know the biases that exist in class and, and you know to, what what is it you know in in terms of how to create a more equitable society, you know if it wasn't evident then um, you know and when will it, when will it be evident you know if we you know because we saw that proportionately more black people and brown people were affected by the poor you know more you know in terms of the death you know it's it was a it was a definite calling on our healthcare system and how, you know, unequal it is and uh, economically how unequal this country is um, and probably in other parts of the world and how we, you know, if we, we want to have a better society and country and world, you know, we're going to have to make those changes for the better so that we can have a more equitable society. So... I think that's one of the most important things that came forth for, for, for all people to, you know, and, 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 and you know, the, the powers that be in our society to uh, confront and, um, and see more clearly. Oh,
0: that was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my conversation on this episode of Black America and COVID, an oral history project. If you enjoyed the episode, then please give it five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. The more five stars the podcast has, the more visible it is, the more access I have to people who would like to share their story living, working, and or going to school during the COVID-19 pandemic. If you are a black American and you would like to share your experience with me, then email me at SonyKilliwroot at gmail.com, dot com, the emails in the show notes of the podcast, or direct message me through my Instagram account, Black America and COVID, all one word, all lowercase. If you are a non-black American and you would like to memorialize the life of a black American sadly lost, during the COVID-19 pandemic, and email me as well. This episode was written, produced, and audio engineered by me, Sonia Jean Kilbrew, podcast host and executive producer. Thanks for listening to my oral history project, Black America and COVID.